Welcome back to the Relief Valve Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Anthony. Today we're going to talk about some football. You heard me right at the introduction, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're going to talk a little bit about college football. And this is for two reasons. First of all, most of you know by now that I am a stalwart Texas Longhorns football fan. And this week, the Texas Long, well, this weekend, the Texas Longhorns decimated our rival, our one and only and biggest rival, the University of Oklahoma, 49 to 0. That's right, zero. We shut them out. And this is for the first time in my lifetime and for the first in many of your lifetimes because the last time we managed to shut the Sooners out was all the way back in 1965. The second reason we're going to be talking about some football today is honestly just because I have not had time to do proper research for a full episode this week. However, after skipping two weeks in a row last month, I didn't want to skip any weeks this month, so I decided to instead put out a short little uh, check valve episode for this week about football, and uh, then next week, of course, I will put out a more thoroughly researched episode concerning, I'm actually going to go back to housing reform. We're going to talk about economic reform in the Uh, shape of housing reform so that will be next week's episode but this week we have a check valve episode about college football and of course to make this uh, tangentially related to the relief valve i am going to use some tortured logic to talk about the university of texas texas's victory over the university of oklahoma and how it relates to making our nation a better place because i do truly believe that every time ou loses at football The world and our nation, by proxy, is a better place as a result. But before we get into all that, of course, I want to do this week's shout-out. This week's shout-out goes back out to Mr. Silas Cox. He also edited last week's episode for me. You may remember me mentioning him in last week's shout-out. So once again, he has agreed to edit some of my episodes for free. He's not editing this episode, but that's not on him. That's because this took me so long to get out. Um, and so, but I want to give him credit because you can really hear the difference over these last couple episodes, and I'm sure you'll be able to hear the relative cruddiness in quality from this episode compared to last week's because he did not get to edit it. So I want to once again give a shout out to Mr. Silas Cox. And again, if you or anyone you know is looking for audio editing and you want a professional to get it done, please reach out to me because like I told, like I mentioned last week, uh, Mr. Cox has actually started taking on paid gigs now because he is just so in demand. And uh, I know that he would be happy though to help uh, you guys out at a very reasonable fee. So just uh, let me know. Hit me up at uh, mdanielanthony on Twitter or reliefvalvepc at gmail.com and I'll make sure to hook you up with uh, Silas Cox's services. So yeah, I anticipate today being a bit of a shorter episode, but uh, unfortunately between uh, my fledgling law practice and just having to take care of all the craziness of raising a young family, it has I've just not had the time to... Uh, properly research what I really want to talk about, which is housing reform. And so I decided to make a fun little episode this week about college football. So for those of you who don't know, the Texas OU game is called the Red River Shootout. Uh, well, now it's called the Red River Rivalry, but that's only because we've tried to go politically correct the last few years. It's the Red River Shootout. 
And this game has been played now for about 120 years. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the reason it's called the Red River Shootout is because the Red River runs between the states of Texas and Oklahoma, and these are the two flagship programs coming to battle it out at the the Texas State Fair in Dallas. So both teams go to Dallas, which is a neutral location, and they slug it out in usually 100-degree heat in October, and the victor gets a big golden cowboy hat as their trophy and uh you know the the texas longhorns brought the golden hat the golden cowboy hat back to austin uh after this last weekend so you know i want to talk about this victory because i think that like i said I, i think it's a great thing for the university of texas but more importantly i think it's a great thing for the world at large um you know this entire podcast the relief valve podcast is about reducing political tensions and i think that we can see both actual reduction of political tensions as a result of this victory as well as some allegories and metaphors for how we in the future can reduce political tensions through the lens of this football game if you're not lost yet i congratulate you like i said at the beginning this is going to use some tortured logic here but follow with me if you can because let's go i want to go through the four prongs of the relief valve and i want to talk about how they are actually met by this victory of texas over oklahoma and how they are metaphorically met by this victory of texas over oklahoma so what's our first prong of the relief valve first we have congressional reform which as you may recall includes such things as term limits now i'm not going to go through all the different reasons for why we want term limits in congress that's been covered in exhaustive detail in previous episodes and i'm sure we're going to cover it again in future episodes as more research comes out and as i have new thoughts on it however I do want to look at how this about how at how the Red River shootout and this victory of Texas over Oklahoma represents the good that term limits in Congress can bring. Before Texas defeated Oklahoma this last weekend, we had lost three the last three Red River shootouts in a row. 2019, 2020, and 2021, we all lost the RRS and we all lost, and we lost the Golden Cowboy hat every single year from 2019 to 2021. Now, I think that we can, if we really close our eyes and and imagine it hard enough, think of the Oklahoma Sooners as the sitting bloated congressmen and women who sit up in Capitol Hill for decades at a time and basically do nothing over the course of their tenure, right? For a long time, Oklahoma was just sitting on top without even thinking that they were at threat. And as a result, they got lazy and listless and fat. And in a way, that's exactly what's happening with our members of Congress, right? They get voted in, and they know that it's almost impossible for them to get voted out due to the polarity of our current political situation. And so they get listless and lazy and fat. However, when you have a disruptive force, such as the Texas Longhorns, come along and dismantle that oppressive establishment, suddenly you have a reinvigoration of spirit and hope within the organization, for Congress, such a reinvigoration would come in the form of term limits, right? Because once uh, once we put in term limits, then sitting members of Congress can't run basically ad infinitum for the rest of their lives. And so they're forced out, new blood is forced in, and new ideas come to the surface, and talent uh, rises to the top. And in college football here, as Texas takes down OU, well, suddenly OU loses their perch on top of the college football hierarchy, and new teams and new talents, such as the Texas Longhorns, are able to make their way to the top and make their statements and bring their innovations to the game. All right, you still with me? If so, congratulations, because now we're moving on to prong two. 
Pop quiz. What's the second prong of the relief valve? Turning attention away from the federal to the state, from the national to the local, right? This is where, and this is actually where we actually have a, this isn't just a metaphor, this is actually happening, right? Think about this. You have the University of Texas versus the University of Oklahoma. This game is always a big draw, and why is it a big draw? Because it shows these rival factions battling it out. But what do these rival factions truly represent? They represent, of course, our state lines, our separate sovereignties within the sovereignty of the United States. So this game, what, regardless of who wins, is a great reminder of who we are as a nation. As I mentioned in my national to local episode many, many episodes ago, we want to turn people's attention away from the national. We want to turn it away from who's president and refocus them on who their state representatives are, who's representing them in their local and municipal governments. And this game is a microcosm of that very thing. This reminds people that, hey, I belong to the state of Texas. I belong to the state of Oklahoma, unfortunately. And it helps them to realize that there's more to life than what's going on at the national level. And now, of course, we have to talk about how this Texas win solidifies this prong of the relief valve. And I believe, and I postulate, once again through very tortured logic, that this Texas win actually helps to defuse political tensions in this country because it reminds, it drew people's attention to the game. Like I said, we've lost the last three years in a row. So a Texas dismantling of the OU establishment, such as we saw on Saturday, reminds, brings people's attention back to the game because, yes, the Red River shootout is a big game nationally, but it's gotten kind of boring over the last few years because it's been so one-sided. So such a punch-in-the-mouth game as we saw on Saturday brings everyone's attention back to this game and brings people's attention back to Texas versus Oklahoma and helps remind us of who we are as Americans, right? We're not just Americans. We're Texans. We're Floridians. We're Oklahomans, unfortunately. And it helps people have that pride in their local communities and gets them worked up and proud of who they are and who, and who they represent. I'll bet after watching that game, at least three people went online and searched, you know, who's my, you know, who represents me in state Congress or who's my county marshal or who's my sheriff, you know, because they were just so, you know, fired up and passionate about their local politics as a result of seeing this game. Whew. All right. So that's two prongs down. Now, here's another pop quiz for you. What's the third prong of the relief valve? I'll give you a minute to answer. If you guessed viable third parties, then congratulations, you are right. Viable third parties are the third prong of the relief valve. And, once again, I think that we can make a correlation through metaphor and analogy between Texas defeating Oklahoma last Saturday and the need for viable third parties in American politics. Remember, if you go back to our episode talking about the need for third parties, what was the main reason? What was the what was the main reason we had for needing these third parties? Because the current duopoly in politics is harmful to our nation. It reduces the amount of uh, it, re it reduces the amount of input that individuals can have in our political system, and it sidelines most people from the political game altogether, and it silences them and makes them feel as if Engaging in politics is a worthless endeavor. So yeah, we have a, another strong metaphor for the relief valve in the Texas OU game. By Texas dismantling OU, we see that now new college teams have this opportunity to promote their viewpoints and their strategies in the political in the the uh, football arena or stadium, if you will. Just like if we can dismantle the two-party establishment in American politics people will feel like they have a chance to have their voices and their strategies and their beliefs represented in the political arena or the political stadium. 
All right, so that takes us through three of the four prong valve, uh, prongs for the relief valve. Uh, the last one is, of course, economic reform. And I think here we have to go back to a metaphor, unfortunately, because I don't see any way that uh, Texas winning the Red River shootout uh, actually helps the economy in such a way that it, um, that it uh, helps alleviate political tensions. However, I do think that we do have a strong metaphor here once again. Uh, in that, of course, OU was hoarding the wealth, more or less, as far as victories went for the last three years. And by winning the game, of course, Texas is helping to <laughs> spread that wealth out a little bit more equally so that uh, more people can enjoy the the rivalry and in, and in general can enjoy football uh, as compared to before. And I suppose there is a literal uh, economic reform in the form of more merchandise being sold for the Texas Longhorns uh, after several years of losses uh, that could be seen as a good indicator of hopefully economic brightness on the horizon that we haven't had in a while, but I do think that it's probably minimal. But of course, what is this entire episode if not just a uh, long, drawn-out thought exercise to try to somehow assimilate my personal interests into this grand political design that I've created? So yeah, that's that's pretty much the episode. Uh, like I said, this is kind of a silly episode, but I do hope it had a little bit of value. Uh, first of all, I you know the real point of doing this was to make sure that I didn't go a week without updating if I didn't have to. I don't want to just put out garbage content. So if I can't make something serious, then I want to make something at least fun. I do also hope that you know while having fun, it did help kind of remind you about what the what the relief valve is about because um you know we we've gone over these prongs in the past but we've kind of removed ourselves now we're like seven or eight episodes away from when i last directly addressed one of the the relief valve prongs and now we're of course talking about specific policies and things in the news and how they relate to the relief valve but we have to always remember what the relief valve is about you know we always have to keep coming back to these four prongs congressional reform third viable third party economic reform and shifting focus from the national to the local. I mean, this is what the relief valve is all about. And so we have to keep coming back to it. We have to keep reminding ourselves because we're talking about reducing political tensions through these four prongs. And so, yes, this was a silly episode, of course, which is of course, which is also why it's not as long because there's only so much. There's only so much you can squeeze out of this joke before I'm sure it becomes tiresome for those of you who are not Longhorn fans, which I believe is the majority of you. Um, but I did want to at least get some educational value you out of this and so i hope this was at least a good refresher course on what the relief valve is and what it's about before we end today's show of course we'll i'll uh, put out some show notes for you uh first and foremost i want to say thank you to everybody who continues to respond and give me feedback every episode uh i had a couple of good suggestions as far as patreon content in the future but i'm still open to um i'm still open to new ideas so if you think that you have some you have a good idea for what I can do to make exclusive content content for um, prospective Patreon subscribers. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear your ideas. Uh, like I said in the last episode, the only thing I don't want to do for Patreon is I don't want to make myself less accessible. Um, you know, I always want to be accessible to my listeners, especially at this early stage where we're very much in the fledgling parts of the fledgling stages of creating this podcast. I want to be available to everybody because. 
Um, you know, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is not just my ideas. I like, I'm very open to stealing ideas and giving credit uh, when they're stolen. So the only way to steal good ideas is to be open to everybody's, uh, everybody and everybody's suggestions. So anyway, but if you have any good ideas for exclusive Patreon content, content I am excited to hear about it. Besides that, though, I actually don't have too much for today's episode. Like I said, I'm, I'm not in the habit of just inflating my numbers by putting in a bunch of fluff. Uh, you know, I could have dragged this joke out for an hour to keep up with my more recent episodes, but there's no reason to do that. I'm, I'm much more of a quality over quantity guy. I am very excited about this victory over the Oklahoma Sooners, as you may be able to tell. I think that this year's Texas Longhorn team is has the potential to be historic as far as its talent and its abilities and its and and just the wins that we're going to get. Uh, but, of course, that's yet to be seen. But I do think that Quinn Ewers is our quarterback and Bijan Robinson is our running back and Xavier Worthy as one of our uh, key wide receivers and Sanders as a tight end. I think together these guys make up a fundamental shift in the Texas offensive scheme that we have not from what we have been seeing over the last decade and I'm very excited to see how these players go out and do it for the rest of the season. So all that being said, if you are a college football fan, you don't have to be a Longhorns fan, but if you're a football fan generally, I would love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Longhorns win over the Sooners. I'd also like to hear your thoughts on uh, your own team and the prefer and you know who you like to root for and why you like to root for them. I, I don't want to hear anything from Sooners this week. Sorry. Uh, I, this is the one time I'm going to go ahead and just preemptively silence any fans that i have out there uh if you want to talk to me about how great ou is i will not entertain those that conversation but just about any other team i'm a-okay with since they're really the only rivals we have so um if you're a fan of a different team i would love to hear about why you're excited for your team obviously this isn't really politically motivated but you know we're all friends here and i'm and i'm not just a one-dimensional being like just like none of you are one-dimensional beings i have uh, multiple multiple interests and things that uh, excite me and college football is one of those things so i'd love to hear from you guys on that front all that being said uh next week expect a more serious back to standard format episode we are going to be going back to economic reform we're going to be specifically going back to housing reform we're going to talk about last time when we discussed housing reform we talked about international investors and about how they skew residential real estate away from american home buyers and this next episode i this next week's episode i want to talk about domestic investors and about how they do the exact same thing how domestic investment firms here in the united states have slowly but surely tightened their grip on residential real estate to such a point that now middle in uh middle class americans such as yours truly are struggling to find housing to buy in this market and what can be done to stop the progression of the, these investment firms and their tanglehold over american real estate but until then that's all i have for today so this is daniel anthony your fellow citizen signing off <laughs>